Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Today we have Patricia sharing an article with us. Uh, so yep. do you want to just give us like a high level? What are you going to be talking about today before we delve into some other personal stuff? Sure. So high level, um, I'm going to be talking about things you can do off the job. So like after work in the evenings to help you be um, kind of a better headspace in the morning to be more proactive at work and like more motivated at work um, than if you didn't do these off job things. So we'll talk about a couple different types of ways you can approach your evening time. Um, and what is better for being more proactive and more energized in the morning and what is better for just being kind of calmer and relaxed. Well, that sounds very, very lovely. I'm looking forward to hearing about what I should do in the evening (laughs) since right now it is the evening for me and, but this is fun. (laughs) Well, so it's okay. Actually, this would probably be categorized as an activity that would be very good for you to be more proactive in the morning. Hmm. Well, good for me. Teaser. Teaser. Good for me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I think, uh, I definitely think that you'll be feeling good in the morning in terms of getting things self-initiated and all those good things. Oh, self-initiated sounds fancy. Self-initiated. Yes. So lots of fancy terminology in this article, um, but we'll dive in and it should be good. Cool. Before that, tell me all the things. How are you? I'm good. I just got back from the Academy of Management conference. Uh, What day was that? Yesterday. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm like losing track of my days. Uh, Yeah. So after we left each other at the Millennial Summit, I went to Boston from last Thursday until this Tuesday, this Wednesday. Uh, So that was yesterday that I got back. Um, and all the conferences, like for people out there who are listening, like it sounds like conferences should be like this. I don't know. I feel like the idea of like a conference, like sounds like it's like you like go to things and kind of bop around and it's like whatever, like not packed. But every time (laughs) we go to conferences, our schedule is just like insane with like meetings and, um, meeting with like collaborators or people we haven't seen a long time or, uh, going to sessions about stuff that you want to keep up with or going to your own sessions and presenting. And this time my uh, presentation was on Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. And that's the last day of the conference. Uh. So not that I was like anxious about my presentation the entire conference, but it's kind of like you when you can get it over with, it's kind of nice, you know, but being the last day of the conference mm-hmm. and having it be so early. um I don't know if other people out there do this or I I think that we've talked about it before that you do this, but when I have to be up early for something, my body gets like nervous that it's not going to wake up. And so my presentation was at eight. The conference hotels this time were so far apart from each other. Um, So there were like, basically there was like a one and a half to two mile radius from like the one hotel that was at the furthest point to the other hotel so if you had uh yeah so like if you stayed in the one hotel and you had your presentation in the other hotel you had to like either take an uber or go like two miles um wow so it's kind of far so anyway i um so i didn't want to like be late uh for the presentation because it was in the one that was like the most far away from my hotel so i was like i want to get in an uber by 7 30 um like you know, make sure that I'm not late, whatever. And I ended up getting in an Uber by like seven fifteen. 
uh, because I was just like over anxious about like, what if we get in an accident or like whatever? <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, I but I was like up at 615, but I woke up at like 535, 430. You know, like I kept like looking mm-hmm. at my phone and being like, is it time? Oh, it's not time. OK, I can go back to bed. So um, so anyway, just like having it lead up to that. And the, the presentation itself and the session itself was awesome. It was a really good session. People actually showed up um at 8 (laughs) a.m which i was was early yes on the last day of the conference which i thought was great um so it was a very good session and a lot of the stuff that i did was you know really i thought beneficial and had a lot of great meetings so it you know all the running around was fun um and it was good but you get home and you're just like blah like then you have to like go back to work the next day and you're like what has happened to me in my life for the last however many days (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you also had all the stuff that we were doing beforehand. Like, yeah. we've just been really busy. So I get it. Like, I got back from the Mill Summit and, you know, I came back, w- worked that day, worked the next day. And by Saturday, I was like, I just want to sleep all day. I was so tired from yeah. the travel and, you know, everything being gone for a while. And you then went and were gone for longer. So um, I applaud you for even being awake for your own <laughs> 8 a.m. session <laughs> that sounds miserable but yeah. I'm the same way as you are like every time I have to wake up early I'm up basically all night thinking yeah. I'm not going to be up early enough yeah and it's absurd absurd yeah it's like very counterproductive to me because I feel like all I need is like more sleep to do better but I like can't mm-hmm. get to bed so I'm just like ah what's happening but I know. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it all works out fine. And like, you know, again, presentation went well, like not not upset about how anything went or anything like that. It's just, you know, um, getting to the point that you're kind of done, but you can't get done until the very end. So it's kind of uh, I wish that it was a little earlier, but someone's got to go at the end. Uh, yeah, so true. might as well be me. <laughs> but yeah, so um, and and I got to meet with a bunch of like people um, for projects and things like that. So all of that was, I thought, super nice. And, you know, you you can only meet. Well, you know, because you work virtually, you can only meet with people in person, you know, on a limited number of times. So most of the time you're on conference calls or whatever. So sometimes it could be nice to just like actually sit down with people and talk I agree. I totally agree. We're doing like a um, team on-site thing in September for Infor. And I'm so excited because there's so many people I haven't seen in a really long time. Um, And so just having that one time, even once a year, is just great to like reconnect and get, you know, kind of get to know people on a different level again. Um, And it really helps not only with you know, obviously just from a fun factor that you have like a fun right. group of people that you get to hang out with, but also, um, from like a work perspective because you get to know them in a different way. So it makes your working relationship better. You're able to like kind of understand where they're coming from. Um, if you know them a bit more deeply than just yeah. surface level on the phone, et cetera. Right. Yeah. You can just talk about more like random stuff. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I felt like, I felt like it was a good conference. Uh, but you know, always, always a whirlwind i'm definitely gonna um need some extra sleep over the weekend probably (laughs) but um it'll all be good what about you what what have you been up to oh goodness um what have i been up to nothing super exciting you know since i've been back um 
I had like my weekend of sleep and then we've just been, what have we been doing? I don't even know. I don't even know how long I've been back. How long have I been back? (laughs) A week? Where am I? (laughs) I don't even know. I feel like this week has just flown by, but in the weirdest way. It's like this morning I thought it was Wednesday, but it's actually Thursday. And on Monday, I thought it was Wednesday. So apparently I think every day is Wednesday this week. (laughs) Um, So I'm a little bit confused like I don't know (laughs) um not a lot has been going on to be honest like um you know just working and getting stuff done and it's been nice I've kind of actually appreciated a little bit of having um a little bit more downtime so like my evenings have been a little bit quieter um I've been back to PT again after being gone for a little while so that was nice and I'm feeling like good my shoulder feels really good so Um, I'm super excited about that because I'm like already planning like hmm, when can I go to a yoga class and like do downward dog and not have my shoulder feel me so yeah that's I'm awesome. very excited about that um, but yeah I mean I don't know not a lot yeah <laughs> I don't have that's anything good. interesting to say <laughs> no <laughs> everything that you say is very interesting to me so and interesting. all others but yeah no I I think that that sounds awesome because sometimes doing like less is a very good thing to do because you we had a lot of busy stuff plus like you had to travel back and forth across the country to go to the um mill summit and stuff so you deserve a little break yes that's true the cross-country stuff can get tiring um yes. we did take Nittany to the vet so that was kind of not fun but oh yeah well it's fun because it's my uncle but it's not fun because Nittany goes to the vet right. um she she just had like a little growth on the back of her neck. We don't know what it is yet. My uncle, of course, we like had to take her pretty much almost immediately after I returned because he is now backpacking in Yosemite and like off the grid. So um, we don't know yet what it is, but he seems to think it's probably nothing serious. just like a little fatty tumor or something. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. But it was funny because he drugged her like to, to do the needle biopsy. He like drugged her a little bit. Um, and he was like, oh, and that way she'll be calmer on the drive home because he's like two hours away. And instead of just being calmer on the drive home, she like had a very strong reaction to it, meaning that she was like drugged for like 24 hours. Oh, like, no. it was so it was actually really <laughs> funny, though. But she like he was like, yeah, that way she could sleep. And I was like, she's not sleeping. She's just laying there and staring <laughs> like she's staring unblinkingly forward. Like it is. It, she was so weird. Oh, uh, man. It was really she was sad, but also really funny. Yeah, she really was. And like she would like get up and then kind of stumble a little bit and then be like, oh, I'm back. Like, and it high. <laughs> It was so funny. That's so that's amazing. that's the funny thing that's happened to me in the past. I love it. Um, week. Hopefully she's healthy, but at least she had a funny high day. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was living it up. Yep. yep. She was like, it was pretty funny. This is some good stuff. Yeah, it was like the worst. You know, in the morning she was so angry at us, and on the drive back she's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I gotta get some yeah. of that for Johnny. Yeah, yeah. That'd actually, nice. he doesn't seem to like cars much, so that would no, be good for him. That would be amazing. I'd be so happy. Yeah, um, yeah. Drugging your dog is good. <laughs> drugging your pets, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah, maybe not, but it was still funny <laughs> at the moment. Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah. Oh uh, man, that's really funny. Um. So, well, that's cool. Uh, anything else, or should we dive into our article for today? 
Let's dive in. All right. Let's do it. So what are the details of the article, like the name and the authors and all that jazz? Yeah. So this article is called Enjoy Your Evening. Be Proactive Tomorrow. How Off-Job Experiences Shape Daily Proactivity. It was written by Oyang, Chang, Lam, and Parker. And it was actually just published this month. So brand new, hot off the presses. Um, published in the Journal of Applied Psychology. Um, so exciting article. I thought it was yeah, exciting. That's awesome. Actually, one of the things that I like the most, which is like silly, but they started the article with a Hemingway quote. Oh. And I had never heard this Hemingway quote. And I thought it was like super interesting. And I kind of like want to put it all over our website. Yeah. Um, he said, I still need some more healthy rest in order to work at my best. My health is the main capital I have, and I want to administer it intelligently. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that interesting? That's a good quote. I mean, I, right? I've i been... Have you ever been to Ernest Hemingway's house? No, but I'm, like, inspired to go, and I want to see all the Hemingway cats. It's amazing. The one thing that I will say... I mean, I think that that's a really good quote, but like, I'm pretty sure he was drunk like all the time. (laughs) So his health may not have been at the top of his list. (laughs) His priority list. Yeah. Uh, Maybe his healthy rest means alcohol. Yeah. He's like some healthy rest and he's like pouring himself a like glass of bourbon. He's like healthy, healthy rest. Um, (laughs) But I do like the quote, even if maybe he, he was drunk when he wrote it. <laughs> um, but no, that's awesome. So, um, yeah. so tell us a little bit about uh, what they found in this article. Yeah. So, there's a lot of concepts to kind of get through here, but um, generally, it talks about what to do at the end of the day if you want to be more proactive. So, first, proactive behavior. We've actually talked about this, I believe, in another episode. Um, or I might be getting confused with articles that I've written. I don't even know. But we've talked about this concept somewhere before. Um, I'll find it and post it in the show notes. (laughs) We swear. Um, Yeah, I swear. It's somewhere. But (laughs) proactive behavior is basically um, when an employee does something to, like, initiate or take control of a situation to create change in the workplace, right? So it's something like, I want to make a change to make my um, job a little bit easier. I'm going to change this process. Or like, I want to, um, I want to get this promotion. So I'm going to talk to my boss about it and talk about the things that we could do to get there. So just like really taking charge Mm -hmm. of, um, the situation at work, whether it's the tasks on their job, whether it's, you know, the types of projects they want to get involved in, whether it's, you know, a promotion or some sort of career growth, et cetera. So it's being really proactive and taking initiative in the workplace. Awesome. So that is what they were looking to understand is what makes somebody proactive cool and the reason why is that proactive behavior actually leads to more like better performance so Mm -hmm. obviously from a um, employer perspective that's a good thing but also there's studies to show that it also leads to more career success and career growth which from a personal perspective you know people do um do better and do well if they feel like they're doing well and so this kind of all ties into that that piece where Um, being more proactive will generally yield you better results at work, um, which can then lead to you being more satisfied at work, which Mm -hmm. can obviously improve your well-being. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's uh, good to be able to be proactive uh, and it helps you to get more done, but it also makes you feel better, basically. 
Exactly. Cool. So with that, it kind of this article does give you some things to do because what um, previous research has found is that employees that feel like recovered during their off job time. So when after work, they they feel better um, at the end of their work day, then they tend to be more likely to be take initiative the next day. Um, so that's critical, right? So it's thinking about what you do at night to then impact your day the next day. And we talk mm-hmm. about sleep and things like that, that obviously impact how well you're going to perform or how you're going to do at work or how you're going to feel. Um, and this is kind of an, along the same vein, right? So sleep is one thing. Um, we've talked about different types of activities to disconnect. You know, we've talked about like getting together with friends and doing stuff like that um, in terms of your wellness and um, getting the rest that you need. But in this case, in terms of like this proactive behavior, it's a little bit different than some of the things we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So in order for an employee to feel motivated um, to be a person that's doing these proactive things, there's a couple of different things. Like there's different types of motivations that they talk about, Mm -hmm. which I'm not going to get into too much detail there. But basically what they found is that there are certain types of things that after work that you can do that can improve your what they called can-do motivation. So basically feeling like you're able to do more things than just your job requirements, just those tasks you're assigned. Okay. Um, reason to motivation. So this is, as an employee, I want to take charge. I want to um, make changes and and like just internally feel the need to not be passive. Mm-hmm. And then energized to motivation. So this is um, basically having certain positive emotions, things like being enthusiastic, excited, inspired. Um, Having those feelings also makes you want to be more proactive. So those three motivations are the ways that people, like are basically the thing that makes people be more proactive. Okay. Yep. So that makes sense. Okay. So you can imagine that like at night you're going to do something and then the next day you're going to feel motivated in these ways or you're not mm-hmm. and if you don't you're not going to be proactive if you do then you're going to be proactive yes Does that, that makes, makes sense? sense yeah that makes total sense so what are some of the things that you can do this is the fun part so cool the things that positively impacted motivation so the things that made you more motivated made you feel more energized to you know be proactive at work were things that they called off-job mastery and off-job agency. Hmm. And those are not the most useful terms, yeah. I know. <laughs> so um, I'm going to describe them a little bit. So off-job mastery, it, it means that basically after work, you're doing something that challenges you. You're doing something to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not related to the job. So it could be like, I'm taking a language class. I'm trying to learn a new language. Or I am playing on a soccer team. Um, or I'm volunteering, you know, at a homeless shelter or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. So it's basically doing something off the job that is giving you some sort of new skill or providing you some sort of challenge. Um, so it's not like you're just going home and not doing anything. It's mm-hmm. actually kind of quite the opposite. It's you're continuing to do something f- to engage yourself in something in some sort of learning. Okay, so it, but it wouldn't be maybe something related to your job, right? So it's something mm-hmm. uh, outside of your job role. So you're still disconnecting from work, but it would be like, oh, maybe I, uh, you know, read a book where I learned something new, or I uh, attended a community meeting um, and you know learned something that I didn't know before, or 
um, I engaged in a, an interesting conversation. Like, are those kinds of things that they would think about in those categories? Yeah, exactly. It's not something to do with the job. So it's something outside of the job and it's really just has to include learning or challenge of some sort. So like the types of things they would ask people to see if they did something that would be considered off job mastery. They would ask them like, did you learn something new last night? Mm -hmm. Things like that. So exactly. Like, you know, maybe even like watching a very um, interesting documentary about a topic that you didn't know anything about, like Mm -hmm. just doing something that's kind of engaging your mind um, versus being a little more passive. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that helped motivate people to be more proactive at work is off job agency. So this one is a funny one because it's actually relatively simple. Um, Basically, if you have off job agency, then you have the ability to organize your own schedule of activities at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So you are making decisions on how to spend your leisure time. That's Mm. literally it. So if you have the ability to decide like, I'm going to take a bath or I'm going to, go watch this documentary or I'm going to volunteer at X place. Then you feel more motivated later. So it's kind of like Mm. you just feel like you have control. um, And that kind of translates to feeling like you want to continue having control at work, which Mm. would make you more likely to initiate things. Does it Um, matter what kinds of activities you choose? Like, so you're choosing what you want to take part in, but let's say you choose something that's like, not good for your health like is there a limit to it or is it just mostly that you're able to exercise that kind of control they didn't look so deeply into that so I'm not sure like it's possible that like if I chose to like eat an entire pint of ice cream right like I wanted to do that right yeah maybe you wouldn't feel so good but there might be other reasons why you don't feel so good and not because of your control but because maybe you feel like you lacked control so that could actually be Mm -hmm. you know so I don't know it might it might I'm not sure they yeah, don't know yeah. they, that wasn't something in the study. Um, okay, yeah. But that being said, you know, generally it didn't matter what type of activity. Okay. Um, as long as the person felt like they were able to have control of their evening and decide what they were doing and how they were going to spend their time, then they tended to feel more um, motivated the next day to be proactive. So it led them to just let basically just basically led them to be more proactive at work the next gotcha. day. Well, that's cool. So uh, basically, yeah. and and do those two things combine ever? Do they ever think about like, I decided to do something that I really wanted to do and it was something that I learned something from? Like, can you get the most bang from your for your buck by doing something that kind of has both? So in theory, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it wasn't really a focus in this paper, but okay. I think that, that there is something to be said about that. Okay. Um. They did look at a couple other things. So they looked at off-job hassles. So Mm. basically that would be a negative experience. Like you're stressed about something at work. Um, You had to do chores you didn't like. You had to discipline your kids for something. Um, One of the questions they would ask is like, did you have an argument with your spouse last night? Mm -hmm. Um, So things like that obviously have a negative impact on how motivated you feel the next day. Um, So that's bad. And then there's two other things they looked at that didn't have an impact at all in terms of being proactive, which I found really interesting. Um, So there's off-job relaxation and off-job detachment. Mm -hmm. So relaxation is basically doing something to relax. 
right? Like what you would think about in terms of relaxation. This would be like meditating. This would be like listening to music. This would be taking a bath and kind of shutting off your mind for a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, That would be the relaxation piece. And attachment is similar, but really it's just completely distancing yourself from work. Mm -hmm. It's not thinking about work and not thinking about problems related to work. And the questions they would ask around that would be like, did you forget about work last night? Right. Okay. So it's, you know, I use the time to relax is the relaxation question or I forgot about work is a detachment question. Mm -hmm. So both of those things didn't have a negative impact on being proactive, but they didn't have a positive impact either. They basically didn't have an impact. Okay. And what they were saying is that when you relax and detach, you're basically feeling calmer. Like what they Mm -hmm. found, they actually found that you feel calm, you feel at ease. So instead of the positive emotions of feeling like um, excited or energized or inspired you're feeling more calm and laid back and relaxed and so Mm -hmm. those you know still positive and good for your well-being but it's not going to make you want to like take charge as soon as you wake up in the morning because you're just kind of chill right that makes sense um so you know we know that disconnecting from work and we've talked about it before is something positive to do if you want to like de-stress so I guess people just have to be kind of you know, careful in balancing, uh, because this outcome is about going into work and feeling proactive and feeling energized and excited. Do they talk about ever that there are times that you might want to just de-stress? So like, and completely disconnect or are they sort of in favor in this article that everybody should try to do these things that make you more proactive because it's more energizing? So they talked about it kind of from an organizational perspective, like, you know, as a manager, you should think about the fact that you should, tell your employees to think about learning things and give them volunteer opportunities and blah, blah, blah. Um, Mm -hmm. So they kind of were in this proactive lens. Gotcha. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's the right thing Mm -hmm. to do. Um, I think that from an employee perspective, you know, it's a great idea to pick up new hobbies, volunteer, do something like that has to do with learning. It's a great idea to make decisions about what you're doing in the evening. I feel like that regardless is a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if you're, you don't have to always be focused on being proactive, you know? So I think it's good to know because let's say tomorrow um, the, a senior leader is coming into the office that you've been wanting to pitch an idea to and they're not usually there. And you know, you have this opportunity to talk to that person. So maybe that night you want to, watch a documentary that has something new that you've never heard of before or Mm -hmm. go volunteer, do something that makes you feel more energized so that in the morning you feel energized and want to take that initiative and go get that pitch done, you know, like go to that senior leader and make it happen. Yeah. Um, But then on other days, like maybe you just need to distress and that's totally fine. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just knowing like that certain things are going to help you take initiative and then other things may not. And that's cool. You don't have to always do that at work. Yeah. Or also if you're in a job where you know that there are certain periods of time where everybody has to kind of like pitch in and help each other get things done or you have to you want to like be in a mode where you're you know, maybe you have a job like accountants where there's like a really busy time and you need to make sure that you're really on point that during that period of time, it might be best for you to be like, okay, in order for me to really be on point, I should be not trying to disengage. I should be trying to really take part in activities that aren't going to keep me feeling on 
and uh, like best on my game and best able to approach these things the next morning. So I should be thinking about taking part in some activities that I feel I'm really compelled to do personally, as well as activities that help me to continue learning. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And then I think there's something that to be said about another study that they actually brought up and I um, would love to dive into this study at some point later yeah. too, but there were some other studies that actually showed that if you do this detachment or relaxation, it's better on the weekends. So on the weekdays, if you try to detach on the weekdays, it's almost like you are going too far away. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you don't want, you want to not be engaging with work emails. You don't want to be like in work all night. Right. None of these are saying you should do that. Right. But if you're focusing fully on detaching from work, when you come back in the morning, it seems like there's they're, they're theorizing that it might take you a little bit longer to get going. Mm-hmm. If you do it on the weekend, it's actually really interesting because detaching and relaxing on the weekend means you come back feeling more proactive. So you take that initiative after the weekend. So it's like a weird effect yeah. where it seems to only be if you only are detaching or relaxing for a short period of time then it doesn't help you be more proactive. But if you do it for a longer period of time, then Mm. you come back being more proactive. So I find it, yeah. So I think there's definitely a place to fully detach and fully relax. Yeah. And maybe that's the weekend. If you know you need to be proactive during the week, then maybe you take that time during the weekend and, you know, don't volunteer, don't do all those things on the weekends. Do that during the week and then on the weekends, chill. Detach. Yeah, that makes sense. So there's a there's a length of time issue that maybe detaching in the evening instead of trying to do things that keep you kind of energized and engaged may not be a long enough time of detachment to make as big of a difference. Whereas if you have a big, long chunk of time over the weekend, that might be, uh, you know, more beneficial for your recovery because you can actually disconnect. And I feel like we've talked about that before with regard to disconnecting, like that it takes you a while to get your brain out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe it's also just kind of a you know, it's, it's hard to do. And so people aren't fully disconnecting anyway, uh, in the evening Mm -hmm. where they don't have a big enough chunk of time. Right. Right. That's very possible. And I think there's still something to to take from this where it's not negative to do that. You Mm -hmm. know, if you go home and you relax and you want to detach that night, fine. Like you're not going to impact your work negatively. You're just not going to feel as motivated to take charge and take initiative first thing in the morning, which Again, if you're focusing solely on your performance, then something to think about. But if you are generally performing fine and that's not a concern of yours and you need some time to like take a step back like that, there's nothing, there's no bad impact that they right, found here right, at least. Right. Um, it's still good and it's still going to help you in terms of the well-being. Like they did measure positive emotions overall. And like I said, it's those, po- those calmer positive emotions that you're going to feel. So if you have more positive emotions, your well-being is higher. Mm-hmm. Whether those emotions are calm and being at ease versus excited and, in- and in- engaged. I mean, they're two different types of positive emotions. So right. what do you need to be? If you feel like you need to be calm, do that. You do you. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that's really useful advice. So like if I'm thinking about getting home and I have a week, a weekday, so a weekday night, and I'm trying to think about what to do with my time. Um, if someone's like, Hey, do you want to join our book club? Or if someone's like, I have this volunteer board that you might join and the meetings are, you know, during the week. Uh, and you know, as long as it's not 
overwhelming in terms of the amount of work or something like that. Um, or, you know, if someone asks you to join a committee for a professional association, it seems like those saying yes to those kinds of things, as long as they're not interfering with your work day and they're not, you know, completely eating up too much time where you're just able to do some during the evening, but not a ton. Um, that seems to be like good evidence that might suggest that you should say yes to those kinds of opportunities more frequently. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it definitely says that you should do you should do these things if you want to feel more energized in the morning. Hmm. Um, but I agree. I think there is a, a limit, of course. Yeah. Um, and that's not something that was measured here. And I'm sure that if it was, you could find that if you're overwhelmed with too much volunteering, then that's probably not going to be helpful. But they kind of posed it as more of like a hobby. Like you're learning something, you're volunteering, you're but like not you know, you're not putting in a full second job. You're just doing something that um, has some sort of challenge and has some sort of learning associated with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. And I think that also goes to the, the agency piece, the ability to decide what you're going to do. Right. So if you said yes to being in a, on a committee, then you've made that decision. Right. So you, I think that there's a, piece of reminding yourself like I've decided to be a part of this committee like I am taking action this is Mm -hmm. my decision that I'm doing this Um, because I do think that there is a risk that if you say yes to something and then you hate it then you're not going to feel like you can decide what you're doing right in the evening and then that might backfire right Um, right so just making sure that you are doing something where you could learn but also being able to feel like you're in control of your evenings. And I know with families and things, sometimes you're not. And that's probably why there's an effect, right? Because sometimes right. you're not able to choose um, what you do in the evening. So just trying to be strategic and like maybe reminding yourself of like, okay, well, I couldn't choose the fact that I pick up my kids from soccer practice and then I had to, you know, go and I don't know, take the dry cleaning and blah, blah, right. blah, blah. But I did decide to take this bath and I did decide Mm -hmm. to read this book and I did decide to do X, Y, Z. So like kind of reminding yourself of the things that you did have control of, I think is um, probably a good practice too. Yeah. Or just even thinking about like, okay, what of these activities that are family related, do I actually choose to do? So maybe it also could make a difference if, you know, there's an element of either learning involved, like, you know, I'm going to be the assistant coach of my kids' t-ball team, so I'm learning some organizational skills, and I feel like that's something that I want to do. Or I, you know, maybe I don't want to take a leadership role. That's not something that I want to learn or anything that I'm interested in learning, but um, I've sat down with my partner, and we've decided these are the things that I care about doing. These are the things that you care about doing, and then you're more proactive in choosing. I know in the work family literature, there's some stuff on how couples split work, and the number one predictor of whether or not people are happy with the way that they've split their work in their life is if they actually sat down and had a conversation about what they like to do, what they don't like to do, and they feel like they've had some ability to choose which things they do that they like, which things they do that they don't like, and the other person has the same thing. So um, it may be related in that sense that, uh, you know, there you may not be able to get out of doing all the things that you don't like. But if you have some, you know, if you're conscious about it and you have some leeway over what you do versus what you don't do um, and you're not just taking things on kind of willy nilly, you're more strategic about it. It may be helpful then because you can feel like, well, 
maybe I had to do this thing I didn't want to do, but the other activities that I'm doing that are family related are things that I've actually chosen and my partner's doing things that they've chosen. Um, and you can sort of, you know, be more likely to benefit from those uh, behaviors than if you just kind of let them happen randomly. Totally. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And I feel like there's probably some overlap in what they're finding here and what you're talking about with the work family literature. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, being able to choose even the things that you don't like to do, you're still creating your schedule, you're still planning what you will be doing um, versus just being a passive you know, person that's on the ride that yeah. oh, I have to do this. So you're just kind of flailing to all the different things you have to do versus being very planned about it and organized and feeling like you have some more control. I think yeah. it's all about control. So if you feel like you have control and if you feel like you're learning things and you get excited about things you're learning, then you're going to be more like energized and excited in the morning to be proactive. That's really, yeah. I think the takeaway here. And I guess another takeaway outside of the individual employee for a manager would be, you know, don't discourage your employees from taking on engaging non-work tasks. Because if Mm -hmm. you're not allowing people to feel comfortable talking about or saying yes to those kinds of non-work tasks, you may be biting yourself, uh, you know, (laughs) biting yourself. (laughs) What's that? I'm (laughs) kicking yourself biting yours. What am I thinking of? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it's, biting yourself (laughs) no it's like i think i'm like thinking of like Um, biting yourself in the ass or something (laughs) i don't know i mean to be completely honest with you danny and i always talk about how i'm terrible at um phrases and like whatever i think that there is things like that that. but when i just said it i was like biting is not the word i want anyway Whatever. You'll be mad at yourself later. (laughs) Uh, You may be biting. You may be kicking. (laughs) We're not sure. Screaming. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) A whole bunch of bad things may be happening. But basically, like, if you're a manager and you're like, because I know people talk about managers that are like that, that it's like, oh, like, you can't say that you are coaching something outside of work or you can't say that you're on a board or you can't say like basically you have to pretend like you have no life outside of work or you actually have to have no life outside of work uh, in order for your manager to think that you're like a good employee and I think that from a managerial perspective it's good to know that hey you know you have more proactive um, better performing employees if you actually let them take on these kinds of activities that aren't work related but are helping them to continue to learn and grow outside of the workplace right right I mean I totally agree I mean it could you imagine if you know I wasn't able to talk about worker being at work yeah that would be crazy. right like then I would feel awful and that would obviously demotivate you in a lot of ways so I think that managers can have a lot of impact if they embrace that their employees have other experiences where they want to learn things and do other things and you know great like do they're doing it on their own time and then it actually can help the business too because they'll be taking more initiative and they'll be more energized I mean Mm -hmm. it really comes down to like being excited and energized you know if you're doing something in the evening that energizes you because you're excited about it you like really like value volunteering or you really like are excited about learning how to speak Spanish or whatever right um then it just translates to the next day, right? Yeah. Really, I think really is what it all comes down to. It's like you just feel like you're able to continue that energy. Um, 
So I don't, yeah, I think it's really important that organizations and managers alike are supportive of employees that maybe are doing things outside of work. Like obviously they need to do their jobs. People need to do their jobs. They can't like shortchange it, but if they are, then who cares what they're doing as long as they're, you know, having fun and enjoying themselves. And if, if it benefits the organization in the long run, then great. And realistically, like we talked about this many times, like not only can this make someone feel more proactive when they get to work the next morning but we've talked about the fact that you can learn leadership skills and all sorts of different things in these types of activities um uh, we've talked about this with like finding your passion and being able to do things that you like and growing your own development outside of work this is this is the, the same kind of situation right it's like not only can you develop different skills not only can you try to find or pursue a passion but now you're also adding this benefit of being more proactive and and taking initiative in the workplace the next day yeah that's awesome um well is there anything else that you think that our listeners should know about this article that we haven't covered yet um I don't think so I think it's just really critical to know that if you want to feel more proactive in the next in the morning and feel like you need that to remember to do these types of more engaging um, things in the evening, mm-hmm. learn something, set your schedule, make sure that you're having control over what you do, um, avoid hassles, avoid stressors. And then if you don't feel like being proactive or if you really need a good break and want to feel calm, detach and relax and it's totally cool. Yeah. So don't feel like you have to always be on. I think it's totally fine to really detach if you need it to. So. Yeah. No bad, no bad impacts of detaching or relaxing. So yeah. don't feel, don't feel ashamed or don't feel afraid to do that. But if you want to go in and really take the bull by the horns, then oh, another phrase. you should, I know, look at me. Um, <laughs> then you should think about taking on some activities maybe that help you to feel ready to go. Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I hope you found it helpful. I thought it was I did. Really interesting. I think that's awesome. That's really exciting. Uh, good paper glad that it came out glad that you found it uh hot off the presses and we really appreciate you presenting it to us yeah well thanks um we'd love to hear from you our fabulous listeners if you have any thoughts on the topic have questions really anything at all we'd love to hear from you you can find us at workerbeing.com you can email us at workerbeing at gmail.com and you can find us on social media at workerbeing on instagram twitter linkedin and facebook so thank you so much for listening Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Mm-hmm.